you're listening to John Gregory Vincent here with the Surfacing Inclusive Leadership Podcast. This is leadership I learned the hard way during my 14 years on submarines. After a Gallup gig, working for the best human behavioral organization in the world, I was ready to launch my coaching, advising, and training company, The Submarine Way. So hey, let's cast off all lines because we're getting underway, The Submarine Way. This week's episode on wellness happens to be brought to you by Submarine Way Wellness. Submarine Way Wellness, the purest supplements on earth. No matter how good your diet is, no matter how good your exercise routine is, the reality is, is we often have gaps in nutrition, which is where supplements, as defined by the word supplement, comes in. Problem is, is 99% of supplements, you don't actually know about purity and potency because they can put anything they want on the label and frankly, anything they want in the bottle. Submarine Way Wellness ensures through third-party verification that the only thing in their supplements are what's on the bottle. That is why they are the purest supplements on earth. Check them out at submarinewaywellness.com. You'll be glad that you did. So why wellness matters to good leaders and it's like making your bed. Admiral McRaven in a commencement speech said that making your bed is critical to your day. If you can't do the little things right, he went on to say, you'll never be able to do the big things right. And even if you had the most miserable day, you'll know at least when you come home, you got a nicely made bed. Are there other things that fall into that same category? Yes, and taking care of your physical and emotional wellness is similar to making your bed. It establishes a discipline. Um, when most of the conversation around the foods we eat, diet, by the way, is not weight loss. Diet is the foods we habitually eat. The foods we eat and the activities that we do are about physical health, but they're also directly linked to emotional health. They're directly linked to discipline because when you're traveling and you're so tired and you get to that hotel room and you haven't done anything but sit on a plane or get in a car or back of Uber or whatever, it is really hard to do some stretching or to do some light exercise or if the hotel's got a treadmill. And even if you don't travel, right, and you know, long days, you work two jobs, you know, just to, to, to make sure you got what you need to live, it's not easy. It's not easy to eat right because that, you know, fast food sandwich looks pretty good and it's not easy. So it requires discipline and leadership, one of its core principles for consistently exceptional leadership is discipline. Now, Admiral Craven doesn't talk about uh, the discipline part because that was a commencement speech talking to young people who were, you know, service academy. You know, physical fitness was a forced part of their life, uh, if you will. But emotional wellness and the discipline that comes out of wellness is a focus and a consistency that is not necessarily caught by everyone. Have you ever been so tired or sick you still had to go to work? And you can't stop being a parent just because you're not feeling well? You lost your temper or made a decision you later regretted because your mind wasn't clear or you were just kind of grumpy because your back was bothering you or you just didn't have a clear mind, didn't sleep well. See, you end up living that reaction or that decision throughout your life over and over again unless you do something about your level of fitness and your level of well-being. 
If you don't take care of your mental and physical state, you're gonna be making poor decisions that will impact you and others for a long time. So this is a critical part. Wellness is a critical part of successful leaders. I have a, uh, a TikTok and in Instagram uh, wellness. It's literally just at submarine, submarine way wellness. So at submarine way wellness. And it posts once or twice a day on a bunch of different topics. Things like if you can't, you know, get around to walking for, for you know, 10,000 steps or something, do 5,000. That's more than nothing. If you can't get your heart rate up for 10 minutes, well, then get it up for, you know, five minutes. The purpose is here is to do what you can. And by the way, when you're walking and I talk, it, it, what you're looking for is an elevated heart rate. And if you don't have, you know, some fitness tracking device, which, uh, you know, or some, some other way to kind of judge with your pulses and things like that, you don't really need it. Your body will tell you. The level of breathing that you want that tells you you have an elevated heart rate is you want to be speaking like this. Because if you are, that's about where you need to be. If you are too high, too high, you're pushing it. And if you're talking like I'm talking now, you're not pushing it enough. The beauty of the human body is as you get fitter, you'll be able to go further and you'll be able to go harder and still maintain that same voice with that occasional breath every six or seven words. What else can we do in wellness when we talk about, um, let's say, resistance training? I just talked a little bit about aerobic, but what about resistance training? Well, not all of us either have the capital for, for you know, a uh, private fitness coach or, you know, we, we, we don't really have the time or, you know, we don't want to spend the money on a traditional gym. And therefore, you know, what are you going to do? Well, your body is great. Just like your body can be your own pulse clock on what an elevated heart rate is for that aerobic part, it's the same thing for resistance training. Push-ups, planks, wall squats where you literally lean against the wall and use, using your body weight is a great tool. You don't need anything at all. So what I'm saying here is you can be creative with your discipline. But at the end of the day, when it comes to the fitness portion of it, you should never have an excuse for not moving intentionally and for not feeling better from that movement. What about the mental health aspect of wellness? Some of us have massive pressure and massive stress. And I can tell you that, you know, I have tried just about everything. I think most people know that I, I struggle with uh, anxiety and depression. I've talked about it before, but um, <laughs> I've tried everything. I tried um, meditation, right? Countdown from 50. And, and all I'm thinking about is, can I, can I do this in 10 so I'm done with this? I've listened to the soothing music in headphones in a quiet corner, and I'm going, man, I'd much rather listen to the Eagles or Santana. Um, none of that stuff worked. What I landed on meditation-wise is a black cup of coffee in the morning, which is, you know, part of my morning routine, if you will, before I get going for the day. There's something about staring into that coffee before I'm sort of allowed to sip it, where I just sort of lose everything else. And not a lot of other thoughts are going on. 
Um, my point is, it, it doesn't really matter. Do whatever it does. I, we happen to live a few blocks from the ocean, so walking on the beach or you know, taking a hike if you have woods around you, that's meditation as well. I can tell you when I'm on the beach and Deb and I are walking and we just stand silently and look out at the waves, I'm not thinking about tomorrow's client. I'm not thinking about the keynote speech. I'm not thinking about much of anything except how beautiful this place is. So meditation can take many forms. Maybe it's journaling, maybe it's prayer, maybe it's that walk on the beach. Now let's talk a little bit about nutrition. Simply put, the key to really good nutrition without getting in the weeds about minerals and vitamins and macronutrients and things like that, is eat food as close to it was when it was growing on a tree or a bush or in the ground. Uh, if, you eat, uh, if you eat meat, you know, as close to where it was, where it was running or flying or in the sea swimming. The closer you get to the natural state of fruits and vegetables and fish, and chicken, and other poultry, and red meat, the better you are. The more processed, the more chemicals, the more preservatives, the more garbage that's in it. So whole food is always a better choice. Potato or potato chip? You know the answer. Processed peanut butter with a bunch of sugar and other stuff, or natural peanut butter that has one ingredient, peanuts go natural. So the closer you get to whole foods, the healthier foods you're eating. Please keep that in mind. When I was in the Navy, uh, sort of my side job uh, was kind of helping people with their fitness, especially when it came to height weight. Uh, the Navy actually got pretty serious about this about my last three years. They were like, we're not putting up with people that are you know, 60 pounds overweight anymore. We're really gonna start. The standards had always been there, they'd just never been enforced. But the Navy finally put down the law and said, we're really gonna start enforcing this. And I had a, I had a, a, a chief, hard worker, great guy, uh, and I used to go to the gym at 5 a.m. when I was a command master chief, and I always have headphones on. I never had music on, but frankly, just it was the only time I could kind of be by myself because otherwise it was, hey, I just got a question, or hey, because I was a very approachable guy. So I would notice him, and of course I knew him, he, you know, he reported to me, but you know, we weren't cl that close, but you know, running on the treadmill and running on the treadmill and day in and day out, and it's like, God, you know, what's the deal here? So. I went over and he was just trying to lose weight. Um, he was very worried that his time was running out. And if he didn't lose that gut, um, he's gonna lose his retirement because he was not gonna, not gonna be allowed to re-enlist. So I asked if he wanted some help. He said, sure. And the first thing I had him do was just kind of write down for, I don't know, four or five days, everything that went into his body. Just write it down. You know, bagel, um, whole wheat toast, um, I had a soda for lunch, I had, you know, and we got back together and I knew he worked out. I didn't need to ask him about how much, you know, fitness he did. He was in the gym, my God, with me, you know, six days a week. And he came back and I kind of looked at this and we sat down and um, <laughs> probably went to lunch. Uh, but I looked and, and I kept seeing soda, 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 like throughout the day. And I said, what kind of soda do you drink? He said, I drink, I drink Coke. 
Um, and I said, so, you know, full leaded, in other words, you know, not a Diet Coke, which was kind of a novelty, kind of dating myself. He said, no, hey, Coke, how much? Well, he actually was drinking um, a liter of Coke a day. A liter of Coke. Now, you know there's about 150 calories in a 12-ounce Coke, so, you, you, you know, do the math on that. This guy was consuming five or 600 calories of just empty calories full of sugar every single day. So what we did is we weaned him off of Coke and we weaned him on to um, initially, I think it was sweet tea and then less sweet tea and then unsweet tea and then mostly water. We changed a couple other things in his diet and we got him off of sort of the processed foods, but, but nothing crazy. We didn't turn him into a vegan. We didn't turn him into somebody who only ate, you know, uh, foods that you can't pronounce because you've never heard of them and you can only get them in specialty stores. We just made reasonable tweaks and changes that he hardly even noticed. But the main thing is we cut out those sugars. Um, he had kind of a sweet tooth too with candy and we, we made most of those go away. Long story short, he had been trying for four or five months and he had lost like a pound. In the next three months, right, 12 weeks, uh, he lost 15 pounds. And he kept losing weight. I think he finally got down those 30 pounds that he wanted to. And he talked about how much healthier he was, happier he was. And you know what? He said, I'm so much better at work too. I don't run out of steam in the afternoons. I'm not nearly as edgy. When I'm stressed, it's okay, but I'm not like crazy stressed. So. He became a better leader because he had a better emotional state, he had a better physical state, and though he was a very disciplined guy, not just because he was in the military, but he had the discipline and the commitment, he had all of that, he didn't have the right information. So that's the last thing I'll leave you with. Great leaders are always learning. Great leaders are always pushing the envelope. Great leaders are saying, how can I get better at things? How can I learn from others? And when it comes to wellness, you should do the same because you can't separate the two. If you are sick, if you are exhausted, if your mind is full of all sorts of stuff and your stress level is 20 on a scale of one to 10, you will not be the most effective leader you have the potential to be. And if you don't know how to do it yourself, turn to others. Check out, um, check out our TikTok or our Instagram, at Submarine Way Wellness. There's, again, I post twice a day and a lot of people have found a lot of benefit in it. You know, it's 30, 40 seconds out of your life. And, uh, you know, this is another aspect of leadership that I don't think we've done. And this is our 78th or 79th episode. And we haven't talked about wellness, even though it's been a lifelong passion for both Deb and I, but we thought it was time to drop that on you. What does the submarine way do? We build inclusive leaders. What, what, what is that? It's the most effective approach to leadership at all levels of your organization. We assess quantitatively, and we coach individually, then we coach as a team, and we're constantly reinforcing so you can practice and utilize this stuff. It makes for stronger individuals, stronger teams, and stronger organizations. We'd love to talk to you. Check us out at thesubmarineway.com. Or reach out to me, John Gregory Vincent, or reach out to our founder and president, Deb Cake Fortin on LinkedIn. We'd be happy to have a chat with you and see if we can help you personally or we can help your organization. Thanks so much. And above all else, please be well.